With all the announcements out of the way, that brings me to the big question. Are we ready for story time? Yes. yes. Okay, so you guys just got a recap of all of that Kavna information, and hopefully there are things to discuss. PCD. <clears throat> um, but we ain't gonna, we're going to discuss them during jump week. Okay, so we are first going to make the jump to Kavma. You guys have gotten um, out of Zub. Um, you uh, were kidnapped and interrogated and tortured in a nightmare machine. Um, the GIs, the soldiers, the, ta the strike force, whatever, came and rescued you. And um, you found out that you were nearly at a good place to make the jump. So... That is what it is time for, is we're going to make the jump and then we're going to have the discussion about, um, um, about everything that you've learned. So first of all, what needs to happen? Me. <coughs> me, me do what? Oh, I do also the course. Oh, um, five. Oh, okay. Alright, nobody look at my... Well, I... <laughs> yeah. So I'm sending out a a ping, essentially, to see if there's anything in the way. Um, you are contact, so you are sending out oh, whoops, a... that's the wrong one anyway. You are sending out a <coughs> broadcast. Um, out of the way. Yeah, everybody that might be in the way, get out of the way. And it's, um, it is essentially just a ping, and you're hoping that there isn't a ping coming back. 2d6 plus contact. 10. Huh? 10. Oh. And then after contact? I check. I do um, the ship's sensors if anything is in the way. That's right. Making sure nothing's in the way. So that's a 2d6 plus ship systems roll. Uh, whoops. Six ship sensors roll. Eleven. Okay. Whoopsie. Then what happens? Make sure the check engine light isn't on. And that's right. <laughs> more or less. Yeah. Okay, Tom. Oh, really? Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, and now I have to compute my secret modifier. So stand by. All right, I have my secret modifier. Now give me that final jump roll with your pilot skill and the secret modifier. Oops, I forgot to start the timer. Thirteen. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's good. Everybody, make sure you got your marks. And I forgot to ask what skills everybody is going to be training. Oh. Um, I get to show the two, right? Sure. Okay. All right. So again, we are not doing the um, sound effects this time, but yes, um, you guys successfully jump into jump space. Um, and so now we have a week in jump space. So, anybody got any thoughts about... Um, 
I don't know, though. hopefully during that recap there was some details that you had forgotten about, or maybe I did subtly have them grouped by subject, where if you paid attention to each one of those segments, it kind of give, paints a complete picture. So what do you guys take away from the recap that you just saw? Um, that, like, stuff that started with the C, um, what was it called? R.S. Defending them. How do you spell this? <laughs> the Cialidin? Yes, Cialidin. I kind of feel like it's more could be the though. brainwater that we... <laughs> the, that Cialidin could be the brainwater, so possibly we could look up what Cialidin is. It's true. We will go close that. As well as maybe the what we think is Cialidin, the brainwater, is controlling our minds. Yes. So there's also... That we might not be human and or Dulos might be run by non-humans and that there's something not in the video, but the, um, so maybe it's not important, about building something secret at every like, location on their trade routes. This is my GM face. It's flatter than a poker face. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, I would be willing to do an experiment on myself. Go fire up the oh. bar, please. Which is, if Cialidin is brain control, this week in Jump Space, I'd be willing, under close medical supervision, <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. And do you have any information about what might happen to you if you stop taking it? No. Be yeah, it, you, we might go catatonic or unconscious, but but he'd have the medic right there. So That's what Jax told us. Who knows what he knows? Oh yeah, he might not know. He, that might be what he was. Or told. nothing may happen. <laughs> I mean that that was a crazy guy. So maybe all of this is just baloney. No, the Sayeldin stuff was the well, yeah. That's the, true. the nightmare chair guy. Yeah, yeah. Surely a reliable source. But of they would there. correlate though with the crazy guy. Yeah, there was definitely considerable overlap between what the crazy guy said and what the torturing guy said. And yeah, the crazy guy was probably—we don't know this for sure—but was probably not taking brainwater. One, he was oh. no longer on a doulos thing, and he was. I mean, it doesn't seem likely he'd have, like, just this source Supply, of Supply, yeah, yeah. And so he was definitely not catatonic, although he was imbalanced. <laughs> but also, yeah. but also, That's what they say about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, there's, like, the crazy guy said there's, like, bugs in skin and... Well, I mean, he had to be killed for a reason. I mean, nobody gets a shotgun blast to the face for no reason. It wasn't robbery. I mean, it wouldn't no. have been. He didn't have anything. Well, I don't... Like, it could have been Dulos. Could have been Dulos. They have their own army. Oh, yeah. It could have been revenge. So, I would be willing, under close medical supervision, to stop taking yeah, I'm willing to go along with that. I think that's a good idea.
Okay, so we're on day one of the jump here. Now, obviously, I don't know how to fully medical all of this, but I will tell you his symptoms. After, after one day, so we'll jump forward and say it's now day two of jump week. After one day, you are feeling lethargic. You are feeling low on energy. You also just feel yucky in general. Okay, you're feeling like something is a little wrong. And he says to you that maybe this is a bad idea. Maybe he should go ahead and take his brain water. In fact, he's being a little um, unreasonable about it even. I, I really am not sure that this is a good idea, Doc. You're experiencing some withdrawal symptoms. They could subside after time, or they could get worse. We could try to go for another day, see how you see how you feel, um, or we can stop this experiment right now. It's kind of up to you. The ball's in your court. I'd want to let it continue going. Okay. Maybe we could come. Maybe we could talk about as a plan B, lowering our brainwater dose like, until we're um, off of it. Weaning yourself off of it. Yeah. Yeah, that would. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to give cold turkey a little longer of a go. Okay. All hmm. right. By day three, you are. Having uncontrollable shakes and shivers, and you're doing a lot of sweating, and you um, are feeling pretty resolute that um, you want your brain water. Okay. Maybe I can shortcut it a bit by what you guys would be finding with this experiment is that. This is obviously something that's supposed to keep you in a certain state of mind and keep you addicted to where you are having to take it every day. I will go ahead and, and just connect some dots here. How would you describe Jax's attitude about his job? Content. And what did Mel say? about people who work for Dulos. Hollow and contempt. All they wanted, all they cared about is their work. Although, that's, that's all they think about, it's all they talk about. Although, how, if that's true, then how come we aren't like that? How long have you been on the medication? Well, not long. So, you guys, there is a ticking clock. And I'm giving, a, I'm giving it all the way here. <laughs> Sooner or later, you will become like Jex and like the other duos people. Then let's just get off this stuff. One at a time, because it would be disastrous if we were all... <laughs> well, as it is right now, you can't even work your station. Yeah. You're restricted to a bed. So, yeah, um, then I will get a half dose for him from the uh, galley lounge. Or should I keep on going? Or, or we could yeah, but you could die. Not to mention, you do have a job to do every day. 
Sooner or later, things will start breaking down. But I don't want to end up. But I don't want to end up like Jax. Although maybe what we yeah, could but he do... was taking the full dose for six years or whatever it was. Go ahead, Vladik. Although what we could do is we could find other ingredients that do the same thing, but Ooh. not be uh, harmful like this um, like rainwater. An like suboxone or whatever it's called, <laughs> or an herbal replacement. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. The dilemma that you guys are currently facing is that, yes, you all have jobs to do every day. None of you have time to be laying in your bunk for even an entire day. Or maybe when we get to the, um, where are we going to? Kafma. We can find something that's... That's a low-tech place. But they would have plants. Do we even, well, we have, none true. of us have like plant skills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have science plants. But... He does. <laughs> yes, he does. What do you have? Science, science plants. plants. You do? He does. <laughs> Alright, well, okay. <laughs> Let's start weaning and go to Kavma and have science guy. Science Analyze plant plants. Okay. Um, There's a name for that. Botanist. Botanist guy. Yeah. <laughs> Xenobotany, actually. Okay, so um, there is one problem. Um, while you're in withdrawals, you are going to be taking a minus three to every roll you make. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because you're sick. That's fine. Very sick. I'm, I am comfortable with that. <laughs> um, does the crew get a bite? Sure. Hmm? I think that's highly inadvisable. I mean, he's the ship engineer. And if something breaks, he's going to go try to fix it with a minus three modifier on his roll. Yeah, I'm not You should take the whole dose for now. The whole dose. How about like I think half. 90%? I meant on half a dose, he's going to take a minus three. Oh. How, about, how about a 90% dose? That's fair. I will not dock you for that. Let's do. Right. Let's go down by 10% over time. Okay, um, so why don't you guys make a, make notes on your character sheets of this experiment, because we've got to get moving. All but right. I like this. No, 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 just these two that are doing the experiment. I think we should all go 90%. That's why I shouldn't have said I won't dock you any modifiers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would take a minus one. Not me. I don't want to take... I don't want to shoot someone else. So let's say that you would have shared with everybody. Yeah, we don't want to give the explosive S S <laughs> a reason. Let's say that you would explain to everybody everything that we have discussed here. So they're all in the loop on this. And if they decide that they don't want to cut back on their meds, obviously they would be free to not cut back on their meds. But you both want to go down to 90%? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, mark it. And let's see. So I said it was day four? Yeah, I'm day four. Okay, so day four. Why don't you just go ahead and put that you started 90% dose on day four of the jump week to Kathmon. Okay, we need to move along. All so right. you guys already started reviewing what Mel told you about Kathmon. Wait, but oh, how well. did the, actually, how did they even, those army did even find us in that place where we were? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's earpiece tracking. Ah, that's what I got. Maybe it's bugs in my skin tracking. 
This is why I said we'd use at least the first segment to talk about the stuff you guys found in the cabin. So maybe someone should cut a little piece of their skin off. We could probably do an analysis without cutting anything off. (laughs) (laughs) We need like a body scanner. Yeah. I have a wooden knife. (laughs) (laughs) One knife. Ow. It would just go. (laughs) Anybody gonna volunteer for that? (laughs) Right. Experiment. I already already volunteered for one thing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What did Mel tell you about Kavanaugh? Low tech. Low tech. Um, uh, are some like they, don't they think, so okay. like we sell technology to the government and they then pretend they invent it and they're kind of like godlike inventor class. He didn't say government, but the rest of it, you're accurate. Uh, but we want to fly in like a certain way, so very they don't careful. think it's yeah very carefully, so they don't think it's another UFO. Mm-hmm. And they think they're the only people in the universe. Well, they don't know about oh. other worlds. And you meet them where? Some remote location, right? Okay. Yeah, he said it was a secret facility on their south pole. Okay. Um, he said they import alien tech and sell it as their own, mainly electronic parts they use to build devices. And they don't even understand how the tech works themselves. He also said that we pay thousands for the stuff, they pay us hundreds of thousands for the stuff, and sell it to their people for millions. So, um, again, no sound effects. We will say that you successfully drop out of jump. Everybody mark their marks. I've got Bosk and Baronic should be getting two marks in unarmed combat. Bosk should be getting one in explosives, and hopefully the rest of you another rest. Well, and I'm marking one in medic because of the experiments. But you didn't roll on it. Oh. But I'd be willing to let you have two marks. Oh. In medic? The, yeah, because of the experiments. Oh, okay. Okay, so what we're going to do is break. All right, we're ready to uh, get this show on the road. Yeah. Okay, so let's say you're approaching Kavma. Attached to the proceed to Kavma as scheduled were coordinates and a radio frequency. Okay? So, we'll say that you break Atmo, you, you are heading toward where the coordinates told you to go, so that's going to require flying into the coordinates. So, what time does that mean it is? Dice time. Y'all need to clear a spot where you can put the board down on the table between you. All right, so, I recommend that you guys turn on your external view. Okay. And um, when you arrive at the coordinates, there is a large crater. The diameter is about five of your ships nose to nose. Everybody get that? So you line up five of your ships nose to nose. That's about the diameter of this huge crater, okay? And you are going to hover above that crater. Now you guys, oh yeah, yeah. But put it over there. Okay. Uh, So you hover above this crater And after a few moments, 
the entire crater slides open to reveal a massive shaft, a massive opening. And something about Britney Spears just robs this moment of the drama. <laughs> okay, now Bosch. <clears throat> Give me a 2d6 plus nav helm plus pilot. Eight to succeed. I got 14. Okay. Flying a ship, even a ship this nice, in a perfect straight line down is harder than it sounds. But you manage it. There were a couple of close calls, but you never touched the side. Wow. Okay? As you are descending, you get the uh, communications, gets another text message. All right, we're supposed to land on uh, landing pad three. Okay, um, the shaft opens into a massive cavern. A wide platform is brightly lit by giant spotlights on tall, fat poles. Outlined landing pads, many the size of your ship, some bigger, but also a few that must be ten times bigger than yours. You can't even conceive of a ship that large. You figure you could park 50 of your ships on the platform and stack them 20 high. You slowly descend and make a gentle landing on pad three. The walls are stone. A massive metal door covers a huge opening in the wall. This must be where the warehouse and other facilities are. The massive door parts in the middle and slides open. And six men in all black combat clothes with rifles walk out to the landing pad and stand at attention. Workers emerge from the large opening with large crates on hand trucks, and another with a reach truck with a large crate on it. Even the workers are armed, pistols on their hips. The armed guards and workers stand outside the ramp of your ship, waiting. Yeah, let's just open the ramp. Yeah. We got bombs. No! We don't want to... I'll go down... Destroy Kavna? And open... Even though I've got the remote still, I'm going to open it on the console and meet them. Okay. So the ramp opens, and there they all stand. No one speaks. Um, and they're just... Hiding? Yeah, standing there looking at you as though you need to give them permission or something. Um, so I'll say, okay... We have permission to come aboard. A shipment for you. Have permission to come aboard and unload. Okay, and these guys start moving. Um, stone faces on all of them. It's clear this is strictly business. No pleasantries at all. Okay. Can I ask a question of them? Sure. Oh, uh, we are a little low on certain supplies. Do you have any place where we can get some supplies? That's what he does. He completely ignores you. Okay. What? So, they get all the crates loaded, unloaded, the workers, and, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, okay. Um, a man in a suit walks out from the cave and doesn't say a word, but walks up to one of you. Which, which one of you? Me. Um, and... He hands you two small, clear, plastic bags that you can see have sticks in them. Mm. 
One bag, I'll just go ahead and tell you, one bag has 3,000 sticks and the other bag has 6,500 sticks. So you have now been paid for the Boobaloo Baby Foods job and the Benzatone 5 Mel job. How many is 6,500? Yeah. Is there any stores around here? You're in an underground secret base. There's nothing here. Yeah, it's just basically. Hero reaches snow. out and shakes his hand and says, He does not oh. shake your hand. What? He just looks at your hand extended. Um, and then the man in the suit just turns around and walks away. He returns to the cave, and then all of the workers and guards go into the huge cave, and the massive door closes behind them. The cave is now silent and empty. A moment later, the echoing sound of the crater door above can be heard opening. All right, no. let's get out of here. No. Oh. Let's get out of here. Oh, someone else. I thought someone else was coming. Nope, that's it. You guys are all alone on this huge wow. thing that you could park 50 of your ships on. Alright, let's fly out. Not even nobody talking? Wow. So, are you guys returning to the bridge? Yeah. Yes. I'll close the ramp. Okay. Always a good policy. Okay, do you guys go to your stations? Yes. 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 Sure. Alright. I would like to do a ship systems check before we go. Okay. Um, mm -hmm, hang on. Give me a 2d6. And we got okay, the all nine. clear for departure. Uh, you said what? Nine. Nine. Um, and you are Bardak. This is what comes up on your screen. Whoops. Why didn't it send? There we go. Okay, is there anything in the engineering manual of the ship that will tell me what kind of inspection to run? Sure, um, and you would come to the conclusion that you're going to need to climb up on top of the ship and look around at various things. Okay, Can I, I'll do that. Okay, you don't have a ladder though. Back suit. They, what, the back? Like walk up the. You know, fall out. And we're gonna. Well, then maybe we should get out of this. Whatever the thing we're in. And or maybe we can I can fly up and outside. flip the, flip it upside down so you can see. Land upside down. That's not a bad idea. I think he needs hover upside down. <laughs> I don't know if the ship would do that. It's an interesting well, idea. Well, it's not like we can bring it anywhere to look at it, though, because these guys don't even know about spaceships on this planet. But we, we could just, like, park someplace, and we could move some rubble or something, and I can climb on top of the ship. And... It is about 80 below outside. Yeah, it's snow oh, and ice. No. How about we contact them and say we're having some engine problems. Can we borrow a ladder? And let's say you get in reply standby. Um, who is outside of the ship? Bardak is. I'll help him guard. Right, because he's Fair looking enough. at the, the underside good. of the ship. Um, so the door opens a little bit, and some more guards come out and stand there with their rifles. Okay. Um, and then an older guy comes walking out of the cave. And there are two soldier types following him, pushing a huge cherry picker lift sort of thing. 
Okay. He's carrying a black handheld device in one hand and a bag in the other. Mm-hmm. He gets into the lift and raises himself up to inspect your port engine housing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's obvious there is some damage there. Remember, Jack said that you took some damage there. Mm-hmm. He's holding the device up and reading it and looking around at the damage. And then he then looks down at the, the others standing down there, not at you, but at the guards, and just shakes his head and waves his hands. And then he lowers himself down, gets out of the cherry picker. They push it back in, and all of them go walking back in there and close the door. What does that mean? What? That's very helpful. Let's get out of here, I think. Okay. Okay. I mean, and if they don't think there's anything wrong with the ship, then... What's good? They could be lying. Then, then we'll let you come back and blow them up. Yeah, if, if if you guys didn't even make it back out of the tunnel, then they'd have a big destroyed ship to deal with. So it's probably in their best interest to make sure. Well, and that I would you're... think an explosion inside that little yeah. area would yeah. cause it to collapse. Yes. Okay. When we get back, he's going to fly you guys out. Okay. Um, but yes, we're going to break there. Okay. So. You're going to fly back up the shaft, so 2d6 plus nav helm plus pilot, 8 to succeed. You roll 9 without modifiers. 13. Okay. Um, flying a ship, even a ship this nice, in a perfect straight line up is harder than it sounds, but you manage it. There were a couple close calls, but you never touched the side. So, well done. Um, And then you are clear of the shaft, out in the sun, hovering above the snow and ice. And uh, when you guys um, take off back for space, um, you need to uh, remember about keeping a tight course. Not that I know how that would even play out. So, So are you guys ready to uh, break Atmo and head back out into space? I think so. Your job here is done. Okay, so... You guys now have 11,000 sticks. Yay. 11,000 credits in sticks. Musk wants a nice suit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, hopefully it... A Metallica shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> hopefully at your next stop, which is Brindle, um, that's right, nobody <laughs> checked the messages oh. on Jax's computer. Oh, <laughs> So, somebody want to step in there and do that? I'll do Okay, go ahead. Let the communications officer or a command sort of person do it. So, on the... On Jex's computer, there is a new message from Dulos. They acknowledge our loss of Captain Jex, and we should await instructions... Uh, and we're supposed to proceed to Brindle as scheduled. Okay. So let's plot a course for Brindle. Well, first you got to break Atmo. So you are nearing the upper atmosphere. Okay. Total power failure. Oh, no. maneuver drive. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, great. You guys are not out of the atmosphere yet. Oh, great. Gravity. Okay. I think we should do a scan for, uh... Area that Ship is sensors. 
low population, but has more hospitable weather than the South Pole. Um, I'll, we're in a big, big hurry here, so I'll let you have it that there is a land mass because, I mean, when you t it's not like you fly straight up to break Atmo. I mean, you've seen the shuttle when it's landing, and yeah, I mean, it streaks across the entire sky. So, same thing, you guys are way far away from where you were. And you do see a landmass that, according to your calculations, you guys could do an emergency landing at. Can we do collaborative flying where I, like, am his co-pilot and help him fly? For Not exactly. Six, for six days. Um, oh. Somebody put the ship there. Where's the ship? Wait. The ship is pulling to the left and dipping down. Seven is no longer center. Ten, Ten? is center. Okay. So that means we're go off you should try to, if you roll above 10, we should go this way so we can always go back down. Mm. By the way, no cheating here. Oh, okay. <laughs> you need to get to the X and 10 is the center. We could stay on center. And you're not supposed to help him. Hmm. So I have to do 10. Yep. Greater than 10, you veer off to the right. Less than 10, you veer off to the left. My left and right, sorry. What was that? Let's just run my hair. It's time for this. Ah, to do or do a greater. Okay. And then I'll do a less than. Okay. Smart. Smart play. I'll do a 10. Okay. By the way, you are passing over a very dense forest, and there's not a good spot to land. But sensors has told you there's a place coming up. Greater than ten. Okay. Less than ten. Okay, hey, hey, slow down, slow down. Back up that last one. Where were you there? Mm -hmm. Okay, engineering could help out by how shall we say, diverting power and that sort of thing. Okay, what do you have for engineering? Plus two. All right, so you roll those two dice only. Now, roll again. Yes, boss, good. Now, choose from your dice and these dice. Engineering is going to divert power for you for a moment. Boy, that doesn't help this time. I'll just do a so I can go back on track. Okay, now give me another roll, and if it's not what you want it to be, then he can help you by redirecting power. Oh yeah, you could use a hand this time. Five. Okay. Okay, so you need to give me a 2d6 plus piloting for the landing. Okay, you set it down gently, but knocked over a couple of trees in the process. You guys have landed in the middle of a forest, and it is nighttime, and your ship is broke. And I'm tempted to leave it there, but we've still got a little time, and there's one thing that I want to leave you guys with. So, 
I'm going to bed. This <laughs> <laughs> has been a rough day. Um, I would actually, the trees that fell down, maybe we should bring them in the cargo bay and start to fashion some kind of ladder. Or you could just lean it up against the ship and walk up the... Climb the tree? Climb the I'm tree. I'm in my mid-40s here. Let's <laughs> right? well, not... <laughs> but you may have a hidden skill for it. <laughs> True. Um, Jordan says, I hope that everyone in the table group has a Merry Christmas, too. Aww. Um, okay. It is nighttime. It is... You are in the middle of a forest. You are... For the moment, stranded on this planet. And there are things wrong. Lots of things wrong. You know, um, let's say that you're doing various things for a few minutes. Um, you would be running diagnostics. You would be trying to figure out exactly what's going wrong. Um, and that is when... Navhelm, let's just move through this quickly. Navhelm gets a proximity warning. A moving object, something on the ground. Please okay. dog. Well, should how big do is it? Should we do a scan? I would think that, wouldn't that be ship sensors? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So give me a 3D6 plus ship sensors. And take a mark for ship sensors. Do you mark a mark for flying? No. Eight. It is a humanoid life form. Oh, cool. How big is it? We still are. We haven't Boss opened Boss Get your pistols. We can, haven't can opened. Can I have my rifle? The ramp is closed and everything. Right. Can I have my okay, rifle? Okay, you can have your rifle. Can I have two rifles? And no. we still. You can't hold two just, rifles. I, I think we don't. We don't have any non-lethal weapons. Is that correct? No, you do not. Okay. I think we shouldn't. Maybe. Should we kidnap him? Ooh. Uh, Bring him onto the ship and question oh. him. <laughs> you could use the outboard cameras human. and look outside. Let's take a look at him. You Do see we... a man jumping up and down, waving his arms. He appears to be shouting something and pointing past the rear of your ship. Oh, no. He has shaggy, bright green hair and a bandana with a swirling, colorful pattern on it. The bandana is tied in the back with loose ends hanging down a foot and more. He's wearing an unbuttoned brown vest over a baggy white shirt. His pale blue pants flare out at the bottom, covering his sandaled feet that only become visible when he jumps. And he's jumping up and down, yelling something at you and pointing past oh no, the end of the ship on rear fire. Of your ship. Do, do we have a. Uh... Okay. Let's open the ramp. I seriously doubt this hippie-looking guy is... <laughs> I think we should go out the ramp. You guys stand guard, and Hera and I will assess what's going on with the ship. Okay, so you open the ramp to go medium? Well, all... Yeah, I mean, I want to see what's going on that he's pointing at. Okay. I think these two guys should come yeah. out. Well, as soon as he's out, he's shouting at you. Vidimas Moritu! Mankas Tamo! Nivasanirin! And he's going like this and pointing. Ilias das van! Ilias das van! Ekiru! Mianga vastas apid! What is he pointing at? Can I look in the direction he's pointing? There's nothing that you see. And he says insistently, Ni divas ridigi! Ni divas ridigi! 
Monkus Tamo! Vitevas and Hiran! Alright, let's go with him. Alright, I'm gonna use my remote, close the ramp, make sure the, the ship's on as secure as we can make it, and let's go see what's up. Okay! So you follow can I take this. A, I think I would like to take a pistol before we go, just in case. Mm. Yeah. So you're gonna run back in the ship? Yeah. Or do you want a retcon that you had one already? Sure, I'll retcon that I had. Okay, so you had one already. Do I need to take some brain water with us? Now that we know we're addicted. (laughs) (laughs) I would think so. All right, let's take a flask. All right, I'll go grab the brain water for everybody. Well, you grab a pistol for both of them. Yeah. So you have one too. Yeah. Okay, as he sees you running into the ship, he says, Monkus Tamo! Monkus Tamo, Nim Devasanirin! We're just gonna go fast and ignore him. Okay, so you go and fetch some uh, brain water. Okay, he continues shouting this stuff. Iliastas van, Iliastas van. So, are you guys gonna? Follow yes, him we're gonna yeah. follow him. After. Okay, he what... leads you through the trees to a trail. Okay, the trail leads to a wide trail, mm-hmm. and parked along the side of it is a small bus. It's a box on wheels. You know, like the short bus, the little bus. It's painted in garish colors with strange symbols. (laughs) Colorful smudges depicting smiling faces, flowers, and butterflies obscure every window except for the front windshield. Um, So he opens up the side door and ushers you in. Do you enter? Sure. I go in last. Okay. Weapons down. The inside of the bus is an assault on the senses. The smells are spicy, earthy, herbal, and thick. The floor is strewn with colorful pillows. The walls are scrawled with hand-drawn notes and diagrams and maps. But also, there are several large devices of purpose unknown to you. Some are the size of a shoebox. Some are standing consoles with multiple screens and many dials, knobs, and buttons. Also, there are a few cases and satchels of various sizes. There's also a small table with two small chairs. And there's also trash. Kinda everywhere. At the front of the bus, there is a sort of a cockpit. An elevated chair in the center with a control panel in front of it and what appears to be a handlebar yoke. On either side of this little elevated area are narrow floor-level areas with fold-out seats. Okay? The man dives into the control thing, flips some switches, presses a button, the engine, uh, the bus engine coughs to life, and suddenly you're moving, and he shouts, Tenuel Viage Tupamage! And the bus speeds away, bouncing and clunking along the trails. Tree limbs loudly scrape against the sides of the bus. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's saying... He gets bossed to drive his car. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's saying, Mi estas paxo. Mi estas amic. Kandak vin almia. Vi estas semoratai. Gi estas bak. Gi estas bak. And then he says, looking pleased with himself, Mis kies kivi revenasi takon. And he just keeps on driving. Uh, you're bouncing along. Some of the high-tech-looking consoles fall over. <laughs> then you're on a narrow dirt road. Maybe this bus won't be shaken to pieces after all, something you couldn't be sure of a moment ago. 
All the while, this strange man with the shaggy green hair keeps checking his rearview mirrors like he expects to be followed. He also keeps looking up at the sky, worried. He appears to be 30. And as he keeps looking around and sees nothing, he's saying, Giestos back, Giestos back, Miestos amic, Kondak vin on mia. Eventually, the dirt road opens to a paved road. Ah, smooth ride now. The road leads to a town. On either side, you see houses and what must be businesses. Being the middle of the night, all is dark, quiet, and calm. Occasionally, you see another vehicle pass by. After only a few minutes, you're back on an isolated road, seemingly headed back out of town. There are fewer and fewer buildings, fewer and fewer lights of any kind. The road gets narrower and less smooth again, until finally you're in the middle of nowhere again. But then you see a house, more like a compound. A large fence surrounds it. The man reaches out and presses a button on the control panel. A moment later, a voice says, Cuss, and he says, Mi venas in varmo real. Vine credos que on me aportes hegemon si tamo. As you get close to the fence, the green-haired man presses a sequence of buttons on the control panel, and a section of the fence slides open, and he drives through so fast you doubt it will be wide enough. But he's obviously done this many times, and barely makes it through the gate, which closes behind you, and he comes to a stop in front of the house within the compound, and we are going to leave it there for this time. All right. So, I hope everybody had a great Christmassy time today. Yeah, did. Yes. I hope it was enjoyable, and I appreciate every single one of you at the table. This is uh, one of my favorite sessions yet, for sure.